Hi there, and welcome to the Family Framing Podcast, episode 14. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about the top three tips you need to know before starting potty training. The number one thing I wanted to start with um, for making sure that you're starting potty training on the right foot, or if you are wondering if your child is really ready. This is going to be more for those parents who are trying to learn and get ahead of the ball, let's say, for their autistic child who they're concerned about toilet training in the future. They're not quite sure how to prepare and get the, get their child prepared for that experience either. So the number one tip I have for parents who are looking into the future, knowing the potty training is coming down the chute at you, is I want you to keep in mind that age is not a good indicator of readiness for toilet training. And I know that that's going to be hard for some of you and easier, and maybe that's going to take away off of others of you. But peer pressure from other moms, even if they're other moms with autistic children or downs or you know, some, some other developmental delay, um, or your Facebook group or whatever. And they're, they're saying, Oh, you know, you know, three is the perfect time. Two is the perfect time. Four is the perfect time. Whatever age is not a good indicator. If your child, if they're, if your child's body is actually ready for toilet training, if they can actually physically be successful in being able to toilet train. So, Stow, you know, like intake what is useful with your peer pressure situations or what you're seeing online or maybe what your mother-in-law is telling you you should do or how you should do things. Um, and, and keep in mind that you are there for your child first and foremost. Um, and that, that you are, you are in charge and, uh, you can take everything that they say with a grain of salt, but you make that decision. And so, um, I, I think that if you, if you allow yourself to throw out all of that peer pressure of people telling you what you should do, when you should do it, why you should do it, um, and you start to uh, pay attention to other more important factors rather than the when, the like, oh, you know, three months and 13 days after they turn three, that's when you need to start. Having solid focus on other factors that are a bigger decider on whether your child's body is ready for toilet training and, and making sure that you are paying attention to those factors rather than worrying about their age is going to be the most helpful indicator to you. Um, and it's going to be the most helpful uh, resource you're going to have in deciding when it is time to actually toilet train your child. Um, also in line with that, uh, not wanting to buy diapers anymore or just wanting your child to be more independent. These are not, I've had so many times parents come to me, well, I want to um, have you teach me how I can toilet my, train my child really, really quick because we have a new baby and, um, we would really like to not have to be buying diapers for two babies. And that unfortunately, 
uh, when you're looking at toilet training, if these things are done too early um, and if they're done in haste, you can end up having a lot of problems for years in the future around uh, toileting um, and you can slow down progress in actually becoming fully independently toilet trained. Uh, so sacrificing and starting too prematurely just because you don't want to be buying diapers can actually cause you to be buying diapers for two for much longer than you would have needed to had you just waited. Maybe it's only like month, two months uh, longer if you had just waited then uh, to start when your child was actually indicating to you that they were ready, you would have been able to fade out those diapers much easier uh, with a lot less crying probably on both parts, your child and you. And, uh, and they would have been a lot more ready and easy, easy taking to, to toilet training and would have, would have felt really awesome about that. So, um, I, I know that that can be, um, an expense. I know that can be time consuming having to change diapers, especially if there's another baby coming into the family or whatever the situation might be. Um, but that's not that's not a good reason to to make that call. So um, the step number two is I wanted to give you guys a whole bunch of things to look for um, that would indicate that your child is actually ready to start uh, toilet training. Um, and then I'll start and I'll give you guys some tips after that on on what to get started now if your child isn't showing these signs. Um, so some things that I tell parents to look for when they are getting ready to uh, start toilet training or things that I ask parents, I, I have a little checklist of, you know, are, is your child doing these things consistently? If they are, they're ready. Uh, let's go. Um, if they're not, we need to wait um, so that when we finally do toilet train, it's very fast, effective, um, and not traumatizing to you or your child. So some of these things on this checklist are the following. Um, being able to stay dry for upwards of an hour. Uh, it would be better if it were multiple hours. Um, this is important because when you're toilet training, usually, and I, and I have parents when we start toilet training, we're, uh, we're giving water or, or liquids pretty frequently and we're taking to them to the bathroom frequently. But if your child is not able to hold their bladder for an hour and everything runs right through them, there's no opportunity, there's no control in their body to be able to, uh, hold it for any period of time of time to actually be able to run and make it to the toilet before they have an accident. So you need to be uh, listening to this indicator where, where their body is able to actually stay dry um, after consuming liquids for up to an hour. Um, if they, if their body can physically do that, um, that's a good indicator that they, that they're, that they're, they may be getting physically ready or that they are already physically ready to toilet train. Um, the next one I want you guys uh, to be on the lookout for is that they are behaviorally uncomfortable in wet or dirty diapers. Okay, so this can be multiple things. This can be, I've had children that will take diapers off as soon as they've become wet. I've had children um, come up to their parents with a brand new diaper and signal that they want a new one put on as soon as they are wet or as soon as they are dirty. I have had children that will signal that they are uncomfortable by pulling at their diapers. Um, 
a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different things, but they they show to you through one manner or another that they would prefer maybe to not be in a wet or a dirty diaper. If your child is running around and they've they've been in a dirty diaper for 20 minutes and they're just like having a grand old time and they don't care, this could be an indicator that in fact they are they're they're not quite ready to be toilet trained. This is something they are not uncomfortable with that. Uh, they are good to go with that for, for quite a while. Um, this is one of those indicators you, you want to be looking out for. Um, the next thing you want to be looking out for um, is keeping an eye out for any cognizance of, of their own body function. So uh, this could be going to the bathroom in specific locations. So if you have a child who I've had children that I've worked with where they have a specific poop spot and it's maybe down in like a really common thing I see sometimes is they, they like to poop in like a dark, quiet place. And so they'll go down into the basement and they'll keep, you know, their diaper on, or maybe they won't, I don't know, but they'll, they'll go down into the basement and they will bring down a couple of toys and it looks like they're, they're playing and then they'll like suddenly stop and you know, like the parents will be able to tell me, oh, yep, they're going to the, they're going poop right now. Um, if your child is doing that really consistent, consistently day in and day out, you know, two hours after lunchtime, they go down in the basement and they go poop down there and then they come up and then they are asking for a new diaper. Like if that's happening really consistently, um, that's an indicator that, um, that they could be trained to poop in a different location, that they could be trained to pee in a different location. Uh, once again, that has to come down to them understanding and them being able to control some of those bodily functions, physically control those things. Um, so if you're getting specific times and you're getting specific places, that could be a great indicator that they indeed are ready to get going in that process. Um, the next thing um, that I wanted to talk about is for all of you parents who, as we've gone through the list of things here and you're realizing you know, my child is not quite ready for this. Maybe they're three, maybe they're four, maybe they're five. Um, and they're, they're still not quite ready. Um, and they're not showing these physical signs that their body has actually developed enough to be able to handle this right now. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't start a toilet training routine around the toilet. Um, I'm not advocating for you to just like, like I've said before, this is not like we're going to steamroll uh, straight through their body signals. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't teach your child to wash their hands, to flush the toilet, um, to turn the lights off after you're done in the bathroom. All of these things you can totally do. Things that I've recommended in the past to parents who are, I had a parent who had a set of twins, one twin was typically developing and the other twin was, was delayed and on the spectrum. And I recommended to this parent where one twin was more ready to start potty training and the other one was not, the, the autistic child was not ready to start toilet training. And this parent was really, really wanting to do both of them at the same time and just get it over with. And I recommended to not do that, but I did recommend that, um, they allow the autistic twin to 
be a part of the process with toilet training for the other one. And the things that I recommended were um, that it's okay to take your autistic child to the bathroom with you so that they can see your model of what you do, of how you do it. And I know some people might be weirded out by this, but there are so many things that as humans, we learn through the model of other people. And we see other people do things and your autistic child does learn things differently, but they still learn through your model and they still learn through that consistent behavior practice that you have with them and towards them. So that will be something that even if they don't, even if you feel like they don't understand every single step, even if you feel like they're not necessarily paying attention to everything that's going on while you're in there with them, while you are going to the bathroom or, you know, while this twin is going to the bathroom, um, that doesn't mean that they are not picking up on the bathroom is a place where we go during the day and it's fine and it's safe. And I don't need to be worried about it. And my mom does it all the time. And my dad does it all the time. And it's just something that we do. And that's going to make them actually going through the process of toilet training, of sitting on the toilet, that much easier for you in the future. If the bathroom is a place where this is normal, we sit on the toilet. I've seen mommy do it a thousand times. And now I'm doing it and it's really cool. Um, this is, this is one of those things that you can start easily that doesn't take anything from you. It doesn't cost anything. And you can just make this a habit to allow your child to get more comfortable with what goes on in there. I have, I've had some parents that will, um, take their child and have them sit on the training toilet while they are on the toilet themselves as well. So that's, that's another further step you can take where, uh, they may go, they may not, you may choose to keep them in diapers while they sit on the, on the little training potty. That's fine. But allowing them to be able to have that normalized experience around a toilet is going to, uh, give them a leg up when they're finally ready for that. Um, I would say uh, with that as well, learning a hand washing routine, that can be something that like that's a multi-step routine, you know, turning on the water to the right temperature, being able to get their hands wet, being able to pump the soap, being able to wash the the insides and the backs of their hands, being able to rinse their hands completely, being able to dry their hands, like, all of these things are things that you can teach your child in in a routine right now and that's that's something that i can help you with if you're finding yourself um you know you're wanting to start a toilet routine you're wanting to start a hand washing routine uh, for your child i can totally offer coaching on that so that we can teach that the most effectively uh the fastest that we possibly can so you, that your child can become independent in those areas a hand washing routine is going to be very important um, for school for the rest of their life. So that's something that, that you can start now. And most likely your child is kind of, kind of love playing in the water. Anyway, I have many, many clients that I work with where they might not be totally enthused about every single part of the hand washing routine, but they kind of like to play in the water sometimes. So it's not all horrible. Um, and so there's, there's multiple tips and tricks there that, um, I can give to you guys to make that a smooth, pleasant process so that when it's finally time for toileting, all you have to do is tack on that, that toileting bit. And then you know that everything else 
from being able to flush the toilet to washing their hands to turning off the lights is done and you don't have to worry about it. You can start that now. Um, I also wanted to tell you guys that like everything else with your autistic child, practice and consistency is key. Your child can ad adjust to the environment, changes in the environment, if they are happening consistently and reliably. That means that if you have a situation where maybe you bring your child into the bathroom and maybe you let them have like a couple of toys and, and they just hate it. They hate it and they're like having a screaming fest while you are in there in the bathroom with them. Learning from those things, anything that you can do to make that better, but quitting is probably not going to help them be able to, to gain those skills, to get comfortable being in the bathroom. On the other side, allowing them to have the time to get comfortable being in there with you and allowing them to, allowing their brain to process, hey, you know, being in the bathroom with mom or dad, this is what happens. This is what we do. It's not a big deal. It's going to be over in a couple minutes. I mean, maybe you could even reward, you know, every single time that you're done in the, in the bathroom and they've successfully, you know, sat with you or stood in the bathroom, you offer them a treat and just like, hey, the bathroom is a place where I can earn treats, getting them ready once again for when they are going to be sitting on the toilet themselves, hopefully earning treats uh, by urinating or defecating appropriately. So that consistency, anything that you can make into a habit, even if it's really, really tiny. I've had so many parents where uh, they maybe have a regression where their child was toilet trained and then maybe a UTI happens or uh, maybe there's some, there's a constipation problem that happens for like a month or so. Um, and they finally get that, that all figured out, all the medical things figured out. And then, uh, they realize that, uh, the toilet training is not coming back naturally and they're starting to have a lot of accidents. And the first thing I recommended, uh, to this family was take your child to the bathroom with you, take them to the bathroom with you, allow them to play. Even if it feels like they're not paying attention to you while you're in there, even if it feels like, they are, you know, not looking or watching or, or anything. They, they are getting it. They know. Um, and this family even did it in, in public bathrooms. And I saw a dramatic improvement in a week, in under a week where they were, they were then able to go to the bathroom in public places. They were able to, uh, start more readily asking. They were, they were asking to go to the bathroom reliably for a number of months after that. So this is one of those things where, where your child is watching you and, uh, can model after you, even if it feels like they're not paying that much attention. So getting them comfortable for these things, but paying attention to their body and what they can physically do is going to be the best thing to make sure that your toilet training experience is smooth and pleasant. <laughs> okay guys, I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.